Hey, what's up? It's Duff. It's another episode of Duff Uncensored. I hope you're having a great day. Sorry, I was just, I was trying to, I was like, should I do, this is how I should start the podcast? <laughs> hey, everybody, what's going on? Or, hey, hi, hi, hey. No, I think that would just piss people off. I would never do that. Never do that to you. But hey, hope you're having a great day. Got a lot to get to in today's episode. Hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. And don't forget today's episode. It's presented to you by the great people over at Sugar Fire in Westminster, as well as Superbook Sports Colorado. I'll tell you more about uh, Superbook here in a second, but giving you a quick preview into today's show, Apple, you know, iPhone folks, they're coming out with a new car that's coming out on, it's in the horizon. If I could put my hand over my eyes, I'd be like, oh, look over there. It's a new Apple car, folks. That's coming up soon, hopefully. I guess. Hopefully. I don't know. A Canadian man, for some stupid reason, decided, you know what I need to do? I need to cause a lot of pain for my, my back end by eating 135 Carolina Reaper peppers all in one sitting. It's ridiculous. The Philadelphia Phillies smartly denied entry to a man's emotional support alligator at Citizens Bank Park. How many chin-ups do you think you could do in one hour? Because a guy from Colorado shattered the record, and it's an insane amount. The Coors Brewery, or yeah, Coors Brewery, just celebrated, celebrated a big birthday. Yeah, they, they just had their 150th birthday. We'll get into that real quick, a little, uh, you know, kind of a... You know, a summary of all the cool things they've done in 150 years. And the Denver Broncos, speaking of doing something good, well, they finally won. Oh, how adorable they won against the Bears. We'll get into that here in a second. But why bet with the big boys this football season? Instead, this fall, try your hand with the local book, Superbook Sports. Superbook Sports is the book next door, just a dedicated team of best odds makers in Las Vegas, making sure you get the best prices and parlays anywhere. And right now, Superbook is going to give you a bonus of up to $250 when you sign up and wager on the same day and use the promo code MILEHIGH. So go ahead and bet with the best and use promo code MILEHIGH this football season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. And if you got a gambling problem, please call. 1-800-GAMBLER. Let's go! Let's go! And now, here are the headlines. <laughs> All you iPhones nerds, listen up. Because there's a lot of you. i got to be honest. As much as I make fun of you, you guys are the majority. I'm an, I'm an Android guy. I love my Samsung. It's awesome. Don't worry. In like five years, you'll get a lot of the, the you know, bells and whistles that, that Samsung has, and you guys will act like it's brand new. <laughs> you guys, it's not your fault. It's just the way that Apple does stuff. They do a better job of promoting their little things that they have going on on their phones. Hey, you can do this like with a, your, you take a picture, you don't like it. Well, guess what? You can scan through a little video before the the picture was taken, and then you can select your shot. Guess what? Uh, Samsung's had that for like 10 years, it feels like. Forever. I'm wrong on the timeline. Don't judge me. You get my idea. It doesn't matter. They're both great phones. I get it. But anyway, Apple is working on developing a car. Is that something you would be interested in? Because I imagine whenever it's completed, and they're not giving a, a timeline on this. It's all speculation of what they're going to end up coming out with. What are what are the the enhancements to their vehicle versus the average vehicle? We don't know what those are going to be. We don't know all those little things on there. But I imagine it's going to be really freaking cool. Because you think about like all the all the cool things that a phone has, especially like an iPhone or like a Samsung. They all have these like little unique things that you can do. Imagine if you could change, let's say like the hood design. 
what if they had some sort of capability where you could change a logo for your your hood or your doors or something like that? I think that would be neat. I think it would be really cool. There's my face, <laughs> like on my hood. I wouldn't do that. I would just have it like my my podcast logo because nobody wants to see my face. Let's be honest. The logo, yeah, that's fine. Me going, hey, hi, this is my car. <laughs> nobody wants to see that. <laughs> nobody. But it, I think there's a lot of cool capabilities. I imagine the interior will have like a full dash of gadgets. I imagine there's going to be TVs for the, the passengers in the back seat that are going to be high end. I think that there's a lot of cool capability, you know, possibilities for this, right? And, and you know when they do this, they're going to make sure it's really freaking cool. The only thing that kind of bugs me is, and if you're an iPhone user, you know this, you know it's going to be butt-ass expensive. Your cell phones are like a thousand-some dollars. It's ridiculous. Yeah, they're cool, but geez, is it worth it? The estimated price as of right now, and keep in mind, it's not even completed yet. People are guessing the Apple car could be right around $100,000. But I'm, I'm assuming that that price is going to change dramatically in favor of the consumer as it gets closer to being released. Now, Sony and Honda, I didn't realize this, or maybe I read it and I just completely forgot about it. Sony and Honda are teaming up and they've been working on the Sony Afila. It's an electric vehicle. It's expected to be released in 2026. That's estimated to be right around $45,000. Now, I'm guessing that's on the low end. And if you want to upgrade stuff, it's going to cost probably closer to like 75 or some crazy shit like that. But that being said, I think it's cool. I'm curious to find out if Apple ends up working with a automotive entity like Sony is working with Honda. Because I'm a huge fan of, of Hondas. I like Sony products. So, I mean, I to me, that sounds like a, a very intriguing vehicle. And, and, and you would think if they're going to be dabbling in this, that they're going to have some very cool improvements on the vehicle. And I imagine that's going to be a lot of interior stuff. Elon Musk even came out and responded to the quote-unquote rumors, speculation about Apple working on a, a car. He said there's thousands and thousands of engineers working on a project with Apple and he's like, you don't do that for something simple. That he's, It sounds like that they are, and I believe that they are working on a vehicle. So that's, you know, a guy, that guy that's head of Tesla. So it will be interesting to see what they come up with. I mean, if you, th if you think about that, your, your imagination can kind of go wild. You think about what are some things that you can do on your phone that you wish you could do to your car? Could you change your horn sound? Oh, that would be freaking awesome. I've heard, like, I don't know if you guys have had this. There's, like, somebody in our neighborhood. I don't know if they still live here or not. Like, a couple blocks over. They had in their truck, like, a train horn. <laughs> and it scared the shit out of me the first time I heard it. Because it was, like, loud. Like, they're, I'm like, oh, my God, there's no train tracks over here. What the hell? It scared the shit out of me. I may have peed a little, okay? Okay? It did its job. It got my attention. But it would be neat if you could change the horn. And I think, didn't somebody say you could do that with the Tesla? Like, you can make it fart or something like that? I think it would be neat. Even if they gave you some preset ones, it would be kind of cool. But even if you could, like, do them yourself, and it's just like, Get out of the way! Get out of the way! Hey, dummy, quit! <laughs> you just your your horn is just you calling people dummy. You dummy, dummy, dummy. <laughs> I don't want to keep doing that. that. That would be funny. Or you could imagine what would be hilarious to to say to people. 
really get their attention. Or if you could have multiple horns, one for if you're on the highway, you want something loud and powerful. But if, you, if, if it's like a horn for a residential or a pedestrian situation, it's like, get out of the way, dipshit. <laughs> that would be, it's a little wordy, but it's worth it. Totally worth it. Like I said before, if you're able to modify, because like, again, thinking about your phone, you can change wallpapers, you know, super easy. If you could do something like that, whether it's the interior or parts of the exterior, that would be cool. But obviously, that's, that's a lot, especially for the exterior, especially if it gets damaged. I imagine that would be very expensive to fix. But in theory, if nobody ever uh, ran, dinged into your car, <laughs> try going to a grocery store and not have that happen. I mean, it would be neat if you could. But I, logically interior would make sense if you could change that in some way i'm trying to think of other stuff uh you know really being connected i guess is a big would be a big sign a big selling point for apple in its car is it's very connected extremely connected it is one it is one it's impossible to bend the spoon with your mind instead you must realize there is no spoon. I don't know why I went into that whole thing from Matrix and the bald-headed kid. <laughs> it, it made sense before I actually said it. Then I'm like, that doesn't really relate. It doesn't. But I think it, there, there could be really some cool possibilities. And then also looking at Sony and Honda, I mean, it, it, I'm very curious to see what they come up with. It could be very exciting. So like I said, Sony and Honda's deal... That's expected to come out in 2026. But as far as the Apple car, I can't imagine that's coming out anytime soon. I imagine that would come out in probably 2027 or 2028. Who knows? But the fact that they're working on it, I think it's, it's kind of interesting. I just hope they team up with a, an auto maker. And I think that will kind of like, it would ease my mind. Because I don't want a bunch of, you know, not to say that they can't do it, but I, I would like to have an auto entity that has a lot of experience contributing to making a vehicle. It, it would make sense to me. I'll be very curious to see what ends up happening with that. Even if it's like Tesla or something like that, that would make sense. Uh, this doesn't make sense. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't. You'll see where I'm going with this. The Philadelphia Phillies denied entry to a man's emotional support alligator at Citizens Bank Park. We've actually talked about this animal or support <laughs> alligator, whatever, before. His name's Wally, and I don't remember why we talked about him before, but he maybe it was just the fact that it's a, an emotional support alligator. <laughs> it's just bizarre. But they denied him entry, which I completely agree with. Because if I'm at a baseball game, a football game, or any kind of sporting event, or even a concert, I don't want to be sitting next to a fucking alligator. Who would? A psychopath, that's it. Be like, is it going to bite my, my arm off? I don't know why they would think that that was fun, but you, whatever. They're weird, okay? I don't... I Listen, this guy, that's fine. It's his, it's his, his buddy. It's, it's cool. They have a special bond, and he's very relaxed as far as the alligator goes. And it's not like a 20-foot alligator. I want to say it's right around four to five feet long. Still enough where if I'm sitting next to it at, a, at an event, and it gets agitated because all the drunk people and all the noise and, and whatnot overstimulated, next thing you know, it's quack, chomping on my arm, and I'm like, ah! I just wanted to see the Rockies lose. <laughs> oh man, that would that would not be fun. Who would want to sit next to it? It's it's neat and all, but you got to think like yes, kind of like what I was saying is it's an emotional support alligator. That's fine. And it's fine in in light stress situations. But when you have so much going on at a sporting event, all the people, the noise, and people moving around, 
Next thing you know, that calm and collected support alligator is freaking out because it's overstimulated. And that's just a bad recipe. You could have just anybody calm and cool or any animal was calm and cool, but they get in the right environment or the wrong environment and, and things can change. So I'm glad that they didn't let them in. It's like, come on, man. And plus, th I guess this isn't officially certified uh, animal su uh, emotional support animal. So it's like, come on, man. Come on. And don't be going around if you're the owner being all plain victim. Because he here's the thing. I would say the, the majority of people don't want to actually sit next to somebody like you. It's neat. It's a fun story. Wow, it's this very tame alligator. Cool. And it brings you happiness. Happiness. That's fine. I get it. I don't want to sit next to it because it's going gonna, it's gonna to ruin my experience, especially if it eats me. <laughs> or it's just, I swear to God, when I came in here, I had 10 fingers. <laughs> hmm, this is weird. Hey, Wally. Where's my finger? <laughs> it's like some bad sitcom. Oh, my God. Ugh, I would, I'd be so, especially if I had my kids with me, you know, they'd want to be looking at it. Next thing you know, that thing's snapping at people. Just saying everybody and everything has a limit. And then you're in an environment with a, drunk, a, with a bunch of drunk, loud people. Nah, that, that animal is going to start snapping and, and biting people. So good for the Phillies on denying that. A Canadian man decided, you know what I need to do today? Ah, I need to burn my a-hole open. <laughs> I do. Why not? This Canadian guy decided, I'm going to sit down and eat 135 Carolina Reaper peppers just in one sitting. Why would you do that? Why? I could probably eat one. I don't think I could handle eating two. Then I would be regretting it. The more you eat, the worse it is. That can't be good for your, your insides. All that heat. All those oils just wreaking havoc on your esophagus, your stomach, and your, your, your bowels. And then it's going to come out, and it's going to... Oh, oh, God, I don't even want to... Oh, God. Please, if we could, can we, get a, uh, can we get a support group? And let's all pray for his anus. Here's Preacher to Huff. Let's pray for his anus. Everybody, we are gathered here to pray for this Canadian man's anus. He ate 135 Carolina Reaper peppers in one sitting for some dang reason. Let us pray for his anus as it is infected with the bowels of hell and Satan's semen all over his anus. And let's pray out the devil out of his anus. <laughs> right? It's like burning like hell. Like hell on earth is that guy's beehole. So awful. Why? You, here's the other thing, too. This guy, I imagine, like 10 minutes after he's done eating this and everybody goes home. And he's sweating up a storm. You, you good, Todd? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I just need to, you know, just kind of relax. I'll see you guys later. Thanks for coming over. Then he immediately runs to the restroom, begins crying as he's trying to relieve the pressure of, of those 135 Carolina Reaper peppers. And they, you know he's going to be crying. And those tears are going to be burning down his face because his whole insides, they're all just... Uh, you know, infested with these these oils from these peppers. And then he's going to pass out while trying to make a bowel movement. Disgusting. I don't know why you would do that to your body. I wouldn't be surprised, too, if all of a sudden you found out that this guy had, like, an ulcer because he just did that to himself. And for what? Social media fame. For what? For stupid podcasters to talk about it. For what? For what? Getting to know what it feels like to have the, the devil inside your bottom. Okay? That's what he did this for. <laughs> you ever wondered what it's like to make love to Satan? 
Well, eat 135 Carolina Reaper peppers. Hi, I'm Kyle from Canada. Eh? <laughs> oh, my God. You know what, Kyle? I have one thing to say to you. Shut the fuck up, Kyle! We have not used that soundbite in so long, and I feel like we had to get it in today. So you're welcome, okay? You're welcome. <laughs> Why would you do that to your body? And could you imagine if, if your significant other did that? Right? Just imagine. You're like, oh, what are you doing today? Well, I was going to record myself eating a bunch of hot peppers. Be like, really? Come on, man. Really? How many is a lot? 135 Carolina Reaper peppers. If, if I said that to my wife, she's like, no, you're not doing this because you're going to be a waste of space for today, tomorrow, and the next day, if not more. And then you're going to be bitching and complaining about it for like a month. <laughs> my butt hurts. Ah, I threw up blood. It's because you did it yourself, dummy. That's what my wife would say, right? You're telling me you wouldn't say something similar to your significant other or friend? You're like, dude, I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear. You did this to yourself. You have been complaining about it. <laughs> you, haven't, you haven't been able to use the bathroom properly in a month. <laughs> it's your fault. Your fault. Ah, oh, man. And we just have to say one thing. Shut the fuck up, Kyle! <laughs> Everybody'd be saying that to you. Shut the fuck up, Kyle. We don't care. We get it. I don't know if there's anything that I... I don't... Listen, I like hot sauce. I do. I had Burns and McCoy as a, as a sponsor. Great hot sauce. Some of it was really freaking hot, which some of you know. <laughs> like You're like, holy shit, this is hot. But I can't stand eating something that is that hot where, you, where it numbs your tongue and stuff like that. So I don't understand why somebody would do that to themselves, especially eating 135 of them. I can see eating one or two uh, like part of a, a bet. That's fine. But not 135. That's just asking for problems. Like you better go to the hospital after that and make sure you're okay. They probably, probably will want to pump your stomach. Oh, my God, that's horrible. I, this sounds gross, but it just popped in my head. Because there is so much heat into that, it would be hilarious <laughs> if he's, like, say, in an elevator and he passes gas. But it was so, he had so many red peppers, <laughs> Carolina Reaper peppers in his system that it, like, makes everybody's eyes burn. Like, it's like mustard gas coming out of his back end. Oh, that's horrible. Horrible. But funny. <laughs> it's funny. You're welcome. Hey, we got more coming your way. But first, Sugar Fire in Westminster. It's my go-to barbecue place. It's just off 144th and Orchard Parkway. So just east of Huron. I'm going to be there tonight. I'm there every Monday night to watch football with you, drink some cocktails, and eat some barbecue. And it's really cool. It's, it's such a great place. They got St. Louis-style barbecue, including baby back ribs, beef brisket, burgers, pulled pork, turkey. And they're all prepared to perfection every single day. And if you follow them on social media, which I suggest you do, every day Chef Clint posts at Sugar Fire Westie their daily specials. And, oh, my God, they're amazing. They're so good. Like, you know, maybe on Tuesdays they have the Bronco Burger, which is a double cheeseburger, bacon, brisket, pickle, onion, Texas hot sauce. Oh, so good. They also do burnt ends. They do fried wing, or smoked fried wings with your choice of St. Louis sweet barbecue sauce, house buffaloes, Thai sweet chili, or Nashville hot. And some of their more popular specialty sides are hash brown casserole, Brussels sprouts, and sweet chili. That's one of my favorites. Uh, cucumber salad and smashed loaded potatoes. Sugar Fire in Westminster, by far my favorite barbecue place in the state of Colorado. And they got amazing sauces to go along with all their amazing food. It's family friendly, perfect for date night. And you can even do catering for those special family events like birthdays, weddings, holiday parties, or even big meetings at the office. Hey, you want to try to get a promotion? 
come come in with sugar fire in Westminster. Not it's not guaranteed that you're gonna get a promotion, but they're gonna go, damn, this is good stuff. Sugar Fire in Westminster is just off 144th and Orchard Parkway. So just east of Huron or just west of I-25, however you want to look at it. And it's on the south side of 144th. Follow them on social media at Sugar Fire Westie. Sugar Fire in Westminster, reinventing barbecue every single day. Frank Sagona, and I, I apologize, Frank, if I'm mispronouncing your name. He's from Colorado. He performed 1,010 chin-ups in one hour to break the Guinness World Record. Congratulations, Frank. You did something that I have never had a desire to do. <laughs> do more than like five chin-ups. I don't even know if I could do like two chin-ups. I don't think I can. I Chin-ups and pull-ups, that's, that's a thin man's game, right? If you're skinny and strong, you can do those. If you could be strong, but, you know, hefty, but you're not going to be able to do that many. So this guy had to, I'm guessing this guy weighs probably around 130 some pounds, just solid muscle. And that's why he was able to do it. And good for him. Very impressed. I'm not knocking him. I'm just making fun of myself because there's no freaking way I could do, no way I could do 10, not even 10. Maybe two. Now I want to go. My kids have a bar out out back on their place. I'll see if I can do that. What my luck? I'd freaking break the the bar. <laughs> They're like, why did it break? As I'm talking to the manufacturer, they're like, well, as long as there wasn't like a really obese person on there, I'd be like, I don't think I'm that big. God. Anyway, uh, Frank said I felt out of breath until the 44 minute mark. Then I started feeling like I could actually do it. Because he had like strained his uh, a muscle in the his back the day before to add drama to this whole situation, he said my my injury slowed my chin ups down. I actually vomited right after the event. <laughs> yeah, dang. And then to have a muscle strain in his back the day before just totally makes it a lot more dramatic, and it's kind of makes it cooler in a sense that he was able to to power through it. That, that's insane. So crazy. Sagona dedicated his record to his friend, Mike Rom, And I, uh, I really hope I pronounced that properly. He helped him start his training for the record three years ago, but tragically died before he could see the hard work pay off. And Frank said this record was not only for me, but for Mike's memory. So that's really cool. Really cool. I will say this, though. You got to have a little bit of crazy in you to do something like this, don't you? I don't think there's anything I could do a thousand times in an hour other than take steps and then like chew food, right? Like, oh, he chewed, you know, this steak total uh, over a thousand times. Congratulations, Scott. You did it. That, I can't imagine doing anything a thousand times in an hour. Nothing. Zip. Zero. Nothing. But it is cool. Good for him for, I mean, he's a world record holder. Do you know, I almost, this is so crazy. I didn't realize that I could have been, at least for a small amount of time, been a world record holder. And it's for the, one of the dumbest things ever. <laughs> Apparently, I have a really, I can make my tongue really wide. Not long, but wide. And... One day, I'm reading an article or something, and some guy's like, he's in the news for breaking the record for widest tongue. And I read it, and it's whatever his measurements were. Then I see what the previous record was. And I'm like, oh, shit, I wonder what mine is. I would have been, at least until this new guy came in, I, I could have had the world record. I would have beat this other guy. How annoying is that? I could have been somebody. I could have fed somebody. What's your claim to fame? I have the world's widest tongue. <laughs> that would be weird. That would be weird. You're like dating somebody and they're like, this is, uh, this is uh, Kyle. He, um, he is very accomplished. Oh, yeah, what have you accomplished, Kyle? I'm really curious to know. This is like some, 
the dad. He goes, oh, well, sir, I have a Guinness World Record for widest tongue. The dad's just like, shut the fuck up, Kyle. Get away from my daughter. You son of a bitch. I don't know. Congratulations to Frank Sagona. Again, I hope I'm pronouncing that name right, but good for him. It's, it's crazy to me to think that somebody would try that. And the fact that it took him roughly three years, if not probably more than that, to really get ready for that record. And the fact that he beat it, I want to say he beat it by about 100 chin-ups in an hour. That's pretty dang impressive. So good for you. I don't think there's anything that I could put my mind to to uh, make a run at a world record. I guess I could go digging through the Guinness World Record book and see if there's any random thing that I could do. But I, I just don't see it. Is there something that you think you could do and, and get a world record for? As weird as it might be, or maybe you got like a really long toe. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever it is, let me know. Podcast at gmail.com. Or you can hit me up on my socials at Podcast. I think that would be fascinating. Maybe it's one of those things where you're like, maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't. Let me know. I'll be your, I'll be your emotional support alligator, okay? But instead, I'll be your emotional support podcaster, and I can help, help you hopefully achieve your lifelong dream of having the longest toenails in the world or something weird like that. I don't know. Look, at he has the longest nose hairs. I've seen some people like that, and I've done that too. I hate it when I realize, oh, crap, I need to cut my nose hairs. Do you ever do that? And you're like, oh, geez, how many people have I talked to, and they're just sitting there staring at my nose hairs? Ugh, hate that. Anyway, <laughs> I just sidetracked myself. Let me know. Is there something that you think you could do? I think that would be cool. I'll be there for you. I think we could do this together. I'm not going to take any credit from you. I just want to help uh, push you in the right direction. That would be neat. That would be so cool. Speaking of something that's kind of cool, especially as somebody that grew up in Colorado, I think it's really neat that the Coors Brewery turned 150 years old on September 30th of this year. and It's, it's just really kind of a neat thing. It's a staple in Colorado. What do, what do people think of, of Colorado? You think of the amazing mountains and beer, like Coors Brewery. Whether you love it or not, I mean, you still think of it. And it's kind of interesting when you kind of go through the timeline of Coors Brewery. 1868, Adolf Coors moved from Germany to the United States. 1873, Coors and Jacob Schuler opened Schuler and Coors Brewery in Golden. And then eventually in 1880, Coors bought out Schuler, making him the sole owner of the company. 1885, Coors offers 45 cents for a dozen of empty quart uh, bottles. And then in 1978, Coors Light was created. Why'd that jump to 1978? That's funny. Uh, Prohibition, by the way, happened in 1916 in Colorado. Coors brewed soda near beer and malt syrups and manufactures porcelain products to stay afloat. And then from, from 1916 to 1933 is Prohibition, and so 1933 Prohibition is lifted. So they made it through a very tough time for an alcohol distributor or alcohol creator. So that's pretty wild for a company to do that. And then you know, back in 1941, during World War II, Coors set aside half of all its beer for the military. That's pretty neat. That's pretty neat. I, I think that's pretty cool. And then you kind of go on and on and on and on. And, it, and it's just really neat to see the history of it. So Coors Light, by the way, was born in 1978, but it was more commonly known as the Silver Bullet. And, and I got to be honest, I'm cool with drinking Coors. Coors Light or just just regular, you know, the regular Coors beer. It's just decent. I don't feel as gross after I drink a couple Coors versus some other stuff sometimes. So it's not as heavy. And especially me getting older, I just don't want to be all farty and bloated, okay? I just don't. <laughs> so 
It's cool. I think that's great. But it does remind me of when I was in broadcasting school and we lied to our teacher and we're like, yeah, we need to go shoot some more footage for our end of year video that we had to do. We were already done. But we're like, yeah, we got to go do that. So we're like, let's just go to the Coors Brewery and do a free tour. So we did a free tour. I don't know if they still do the tour or not, but it was really cool. It was fascinating to learn about how the beer is made and what their standards are. I, I think brewery, whatever your brew company is, I think all that stuff's fascinating because the, 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 especially when you create new flavors a lot, I think that's super spectacular. Like I ran into the guy from Satire Brewing, a guy named Todd, and he, he's the owner, and he also he and his family come up with a lot of the flavors, or if, if not all the flavors. But it's just, it's just fascinating, just the things that they can come up with and just how much he loves it. And, and when you see like what the beer is supposed to taste like and you get to taste it the way it's meant to taste like, like when we did the Coors uh, Tour, it was the freshest beer I have ever had. And you're just like, this is so good. But when you, when you ship it off into cans and bottles to, say, a liquor store, and they leave that beer either in the alley or in the, in the regular, in, in the lobby or something like that, <clears throat> instead of sticking it in the cooler like the, the Coors suggests, it can ruin the flavor. So when you go there, when we went there, they, at the end, there's this really nice bar, and you got two free pints. I think it was two. And I got Killian's Irish Red. I love Killian's Irish Red. So sit down, have that. Oh, it's so freaking good. So freaking good. Then all of a sudden, as I'm finishing my second pint, a new bartender comes in, and then a new group of people come in, and I'm like, shit. <laughs> free beer? Yes, I'll have some more. And I pretended to join the other, the other group. And then I got another beer. Got a little tipsy. <laughs> I did. And it was great. It was good. It was really good beer. Really good beer. So I, 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 have, I could never brew beer. I think it takes a special mind and a creative genius to do that type of stuff. I, I, th I think it's fascinating. But I don't have the palate for it. But I, I, I know a good beer when I taste one. I do. I do. So, and, and giving a quick shout out to Satire Brewing. I mean, dude, dude, you have some amazing beer. You do. It's so awesome. But anyway, congrats to Coors on being 150 years old. Hey, real quick, the Denver Broncos came back from behind to beat the Chicago Bears yesterday, despite a great performance by Justin Fields. The Denver Broncos did defeat the Bears, so that's good. Justin Fields had like four touchdowns. It was a career day for him, and it just got stifled by bad coaching on, on the Bears' part. I mean, because the Broncos were down by like 21 points, and they fought back to win. But the Bears' coaching did not help the, the Bears' situation. It helped the Broncos. Instead of kicking a field goal late in the game to take the lead, the Bears coaching decided, you know what we need to do on fourth and short? Let's just go for it. You could kick a field goal, take the, take the lead, and then hopefully your defense stops them. Or if anything, they kick a field goal, and then you go to overtime. And then who knows what happens. But they didn't do that. They went for it on fourth and short. The Denver Broncos defense stood strong and held them. Then the Broncos got the ball back. Bada bing, bada boom, Broncos win. It, it was good. Now, there's a lot of people out there that are, are still pissed off at the fact that the Broncos won. They want the Broncos to, to lose out. Still don't understand that. Just because you get a high draft pick doesn't mean that you're going to get that franchise-changing player. It's possible, though. It is possible. You could get a Peyton Manning-type guy. You could. But you could also draft somebody late in the rounds and get that Tom Brady type guy. You just don't know. I just think it, there, it, it's a lot of wishful thinking. I will say this. But there is still the hope 
and that's what I'm hanging my hat on right now, that the Broncos can turn things around. Are they going to be Super Bowl contenders? No. Could they be playoff contenders? Yes, they could. If they just pull their head out of their butt and fix whatever the hell's wrong with their defense, because it's not the offense. Sure, the offensive line has some struggles. They do. But ultimately, you can point the finger at the Denver Broncos defense. They're the ones that are a problem, not the offense. And it sure as shit isn't uh, Russell Wilson. And I still see people out there going, God, Russell Wilson needs to be benched and blah, blah, blah. Like, what are you watching? What are you watching? You're just on that bandwagon of hate from last year. Yes, he had a shit season last year. Nobody's denying that. But what is happening this year is he's doing pretty fucking well. And if you're not paying attention to that, then your head's in the sand and you're just not a good fan. Yes, stats don't mean shit. At the end of the day, the only stat that matters is wins. Okay, the Broncos have won one game. That's it. But can you blame that on Russell Wilson? No, absolutely not. It would be moronic for you to do so. When you compare, and, and again, doesn't ultimately it doesn't matter because it comes down to wins, not stats. But when you're looking at it from this perspective, it is a bit jarring. I pulled these numbers this morning. So this is after they've both played four games. Russell Wilson versus Patrick Mahomes. Okay? Guess who has the better completion percentage? That'd be Russell Wilson. He has 67.4% completion rating. And Patrick Mahomes only has 64.3. Who has the most passing yards? That'd be Russell Wilson, 1,014. Patrick Mahomes just under at 1,006 yards. Pass uh, yard uh, average, 7.7 for uh, Russell Wilson and Mahomes, 7. So every time he throws the ball, it's, it's 7 yards. Passing yards per game, 253.5 for Russell Wilson. Patrick Mahomes, 251.5. Pass touchdowns, Russell Wilson, 9. Patrick Mahomes, 8. Interceptions, Russell Wilson, 2. Patrick Mahomes, 4. Passer rating, Russell Wilson, 106.7. Patrick Mahomes, 92.0. Okay? But ultimately... Those stats don't mean shit because the Broncos' defense is so bad. Have you ever been at a company where maybe you're just crushing it? Your numbers are just insane. But it doesn't matter because everybody else around you sucks. Or a good chunk, right? Like you and Carol and blah, blah, blah are all doing great. But then there's, you know, Kyle and Todd who are just tanking the numbers for everybody else. And then they're sitting there going, gosh, man, I really wish that, you know, we could be a winning organization. And then everybody's just like, shut the fuck up, Kyle. Kyle, we don't need to hear that, man. How about you step up your game? Okay. And that's the thing. Denver Broncos defense is the Achilles heel for this team. Achilles! They are the weak spot. That has to be fixed. Can it be fixed this season and they become competitive? It could. It could. Is it likely? Probably not. Probably not. Am I going to give up hope on that? No, not yet. Not yet. I want them to do well. I think they could do well. Is it likely? Probably no. No. We'll see. But a good example, and I, and I brought this up last week, and, and then my son was in the situation last night when he was playing baseball. Of you, Just because you're down doesn't mean you can't get up. And that's the thing with the Denver Broncos. You're down. You're down. And while people don't want to give you full credit for beating the Chicago Bears because the Bears are quite possibly the worst team in the NFL. The thing is, that's the first step into 
standing back up on your own two feet is beating the Bears. Can you beat the Jets? Okay, one game at a time. Do not look past your next opponent. You're not able to do that. You're not. So my son, last night, they're, they're playing baseball, and at one point, they're down 6-10. to 10. And there's at least one kid in there be like, man, we suck. We're terrible. We're not going to do well and blah, 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 blah. Then I kind of pop over in the dugout. I was like, guys, you got this. There's no reason why you can't. You got to chip away. I'm not taking credit for them coming back because their coaches were doing the exact same thing. But I'm like, you, you can do this. Just do your thing. Slowly do your thing. They ended up losing by like one point or something like that. And they kind of got screwed over by the ump at the end that they should have let the, my son's team bat again. But I think the ump had to go to get his Denny special. <laughs> he had to leave or maybe he had to go take a dump. I don't know because everybody's like, what do you mean the game's called? Like they're supposed to be batting next. Oh man, there was a lot, there was, people mad. But that being said, I told my kid, I was like, no excuses. Okay. You guys lost. And sometimes those things happen. Nothing you can do about it. The only thing you can do is come back the next week and do better and try hard. Like you guys did today. You guys fought back and almost won. So you know, you have the capability to do so. And the other team was really good. I mean, is it the same thing? In a sense, yes, it is. The Broncos could put shit together and, and co go out there and win. I'm also looking, uh, as we're talking about Patrick Mahomes, I don't know if the Broncos break their streak, their losing streak to the Chiefs this season. I don't know if they can do that. I want them to. But their defense has to tighten up. Their, the Broncos' offense is playing really fucking well. They've tightened things up. They, the offensive line is getting better as the weeks go on. I say that. They, they played the, it's hard, though, because they played the Bears. So you really don't know until you play, like, say, the Jets tomorrow or next week. So it, it's, they could do it, but I'm not holding my breath on it. And that sucks. And I don't like to be that way with my favorite team. But it's kind of like you, you can't just count them out because I refuse to do that. They're professional athletes. If you were at your job and like you had like three weeks where you were just like fucking up and, and not doing well and everybody's just like, yeah, man, he, he's just terrible or she's terrible. Don't even count on them because they're not going to get any better. Fuck that. No. I know it's a little bit different because it's a physical thing versus physical and mental for football, whereas yours, your job is most likely more mental and not as heavy on the physical, depending on what you do. But the thing is, is like, how, how shitty is that? Like if, if, and I know life's not fair. Fuck, man. <laughs> I get it. I'm not trying to be like, well, you deserve a participation award. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, you can't always count them out because they had a rough start. They could turn things around and put all that shit behind them and tighten up. If they can tighten up the defense and figure that shit out, they're going to make a run for the playoffs. So I'm not ready to check the box that says they're done for the season. Let's go ahead and focus on the draft. I'm not ready to do that. Not. Not. So we'll see. There you go. I'm sorry. I, I just, I don't like that mentality. But I, what I do love is playing cornhole. <laughs> yeah, that's a great transition. Uh, go to corntrickscornhole.com right now. Check out their amazing Colorado-themed cornhole bags. They got so many cool bags to choose from. You can even personalize them. These would be perfect for Christmas, by the way. So you might want to jump on this order now because that would be awesome. Corntrickscornhole.com. And tricks is spelled with an X. How cool would that be? You get like personalized 
cornhole bags for the, those special people in your life. Uh, they also have legit shirts, hoodies, hats, even Colorado cornhole boards. All the boards and bags, by the way, these are pro-level stuff. Not the cheap stuff that you get at sporting goods stores. This is legit. Go to CorntricksCornhole.com right now. Use promo code DeHuff, and you can get 15% off your order. And if you love to play cornhole, hey, and maybe you're good at it, what you need to do is prove it. The 2023 Colorado Cornhole State Championships are going on on October 6th, 7th, and 8th. And if you want more information on that, maybe you want to sign up, get a team together. Dude, this would be so cool if you did. Go to CornTricksCornhole.com. That's CornTricks with an X, Cornhole.com. Hey, thank you guys so much for joining the podcast. I really appreciate it. Uh, real quick. Shut the fuck up, Kyle. I just love that soundbite. <laughs> I just do. It makes me happy. And you're welcome. Thanks for supporting the podcast. Hopefully you laughed a little bit in this, this episode. And if you see a, an emotional support alligator, uh, run, <laughs> right? Could you imagine if somebody had like an emotional support snake? Oh, I'd be pissed. I'm sorry. I, I'm just not comfortable with snakes or alligators. Nothing that could, like if it gets hungry, is going to eat me. I guess a, I guess a dog, if, if you didn't feed it, and you were just laying there, passed out drunk or something like that, it would probably start chewing on you. It would. Right? Probably with your growing first. Depending. Maybe not me. It, it, maybe, if, maybe if it wants a light snack, <laughs> it would start there. But if it wants a hefty snack, it would probably start with like my butt or something. Oh, gross. That's disgusting. I'm sorry. I apologize. Uh, <laughs> thank you guys for listening. Hope you have a great day. Don't be a dick today, please. Uh, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Thanks to Sugar Fire in Westminster. I'll see you guys there every single Monday night from 6 to 8, drinking some amazing cocktails. I think I'm going to have Declan, who's their amazing, one of their amazing bartenders. I think he's going to, I'm going to ask him to make me a, an old-fashioned. He has a good spin on an old-fashioned. Or a Manhattan. They have a good Manhattan there, too. They have really good cocktails. So when you go out there, you can either sit outside and watch the game with their bar because it goes inside and outside, which is really cool. So you could either sit inside or outside and watch the game and then drink some c cocktails, maybe grub on some, um, uh, you know, barbecue. It's going to be great. So I'll see you guys there tonight and every Monday night from 6 to 8 during football season. Big thanks to Superbook Sports Colorado as well. It's the Huff Uncensored. Thank you guys so much. Have an amazing day. Let's continue to move forward. I'll talk to you next time.